Rabbi? Yes, Pokertov. We're continuing Parashat Ruma. I want to discuss a couple of uh, more more philosophical points that I, I forgot to mention before. And one of them is going to be borne out in the Psukim that we read today about the Kaporet. But the other one is that I was read, doing a little bit of reading and I did not think to make a connection between all of the other times people built stuff in the Torah and the Mishkan building here. So, for example, the building, the, what's the first construction project we see in the Torah? Uh, Noah? Yeah, 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 that's true, with the Ark. I was actually thinking of the Tower of Babel, which is more oh, like an explicit okay. construction okay, project. But, but the Tower, no, no, the Ark is a construction project. Um, <laughs> Took him a hundred years. Yeah, it did. So that that so so uh, yeah. Um, but in terms of in terms of the project that is that is the, the point of the of the Tower of Babel story is the construction of the Tower of Babel. Yes. Meaning, I don't think one of the highlights of the story of Noah is the construction of the Teba. Meaning, no, it's all. meaning it's not like uh, I don't think there's much to learn philosophically from the fact the that nucleus, that he the built nucle- yeah. the the Teba. It's not, I don't know if that's a philosophical point. But the fact that they built a tower, that is a philosophical point. Altogether. Um, and then the other construction projects we saw were when Cain killed Hevel, he built a city in the name of his son, Hanukh. Uh, and then we see B'nai Israel, they're building Pitom and Ramses. So it's interesting that the other stories of building in the Torah... What is the key? What is the element? The key element of the construction. To go against, no. Well, In a way. Ba- yeah. To, the, the Babel was to go against Hashem. Right. So Babel, we said, was to go, go against Hashem. In the story of Cain, it was a bit more vague. We really didn't know why he was building the yes. city, but we said that came immediately after he was told that that his line would die out, and he was building a city to immortalize his family name or his son. Right, he built a city in the name of his son Hanukh. So that's in a way, um, what, what do you call that? And what's the point of that construction project? To it's for, it, it, for self aggrandizement. Yes. Right? It's, it's, it's to glorify the person's yeah, family. To leg- for legacy, to immortalize the person's family name. And then with the construction project, projects in Egypt, the, A, the construction there was done with, serv- with slavery in an immoral way. And B, we can imagine what Pitom and Ram says. Pitom and Ram says are probably either children of the Paro, yes, uh, children yeah, it's of the, the same Paro. Thing. It's, 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 it's the same idea of same the construction projects are, are more focused on the glory of man. So, looking at the construction of the Mishkan compared to those opposite. construction projects, this is the first construction projects we see in which construction is used for the glory of Hashem, Hashem himself. Now what's the idea? The, the polemic there, the, the message that the Torah is trying to send by, by these two types of construction projects is that we have a tendency, us human beings, because our ability to build, to construct, comes from our imagination, which comes from our mind, which is part of our Tzalem Elohim, we have a tendency to become arrogant through that ability of construction in that we say animals can't construct. 
Have you ever seen an animal build a, a building, a, uh, no. a 35 the, unit property? Bird builds a, a, builds a, a, nest. a nest. It's yeah. it's very, very, very simple, very you know, simple. like right. cobbling together pieces of wood. Correct. Right. But have you ever seen any animal society build anything of real substance? No. 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 So that's something that differentiates. The ability to build is something that differentiates human beings from sure. animals. And it's something that's it's part, of our, our, it's part of our chokhmah, it's yeah. part of our tzalem elohim. And that ability to build and to create is something that we take from our Creator. Something that makes us similar to our Creator. Now with all of the things that a person has in common with Borei Olam, they're also a source of arrogance. For sure. They're also a, source, a potential source of arrogance. So the first construction projects in the Torah were, all came from this arrogant side of the human. They came from the side of the self-aggrandizement, the, self, the, the glory of the self. The part of the self that says, I want to be like God, or I think I can be like a God. Yes, or but, I am, or if they thought I am right. God. <laughs> now in Tirumah, the highlight is that it's the opposite. It's that we take that, that creative ability that differentiates us from animals, and instead of using it for the worship of ourselves, we use it for the worship of Boreola. So that's the key philosophical point, which I, I just it wasn't hitting in my head until... Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's a very significant point. So let's go back into the Pesukim. Uh, and with all this said, they built a very humble... Right. It's a very humble. It's not anything grandiose. I mean, it, it's beautiful, but it's not... It's not like a, a little jewel box, right? Right. I I agree with you. I I, I think purposefully everything use, the uses like look soft. at the the only statue-ish type of item in the whole Aron, in there. the whole in the whole no, uh, actually it's the, Mishkan. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it, it's, it's just it's just the Keruvim yes. on the Aron, yes. and that's just in the Kodesh Kodeshim. And mind you, it's also not also even visible on the on the on the on the, on the outer. The yeah, the Kiruvim were in three cur- places. Yes. The Kiruvim they had on the on the curtain to yes. the Kodesh Kodeshim yes. and on the Masach, yes. the cover of the Mishkan. Yes. Correct. But those weren't even, that was just embroidered into yes. the weave. So that wasn't something that was. No, no. Okay, so let's go back to the Tsukim because you clearly know the Tsukim. Uh, you, no. you clearly know what's, gonna, what's going to happen in the Tsukim. Okay, so Aliyah uh, Shenei. Pasuk 17. You shall make a cover of solid gold. And you shall make two gold keruvim. You should make them hammered out of the two edges of the kaporet. And you shall make one keruv on the edge of this side. And one keruv on the edge of that side. From the keruvim, from the kaporet, you should make the keruvim on its two edges. So the, it's very important that it be one solid piece of gold. One solid piece of gold that's hammered into the keruvim. Ah, oh, I said I was going to bring that book. Yeah, they, but I didn't. There's one in the library. They have one in the library. It's such a good book. I read that book. Oh. Oh, so it's so good. For anybody who's listening, there's a phenomenal, phenomenal book by Art Scroll called the Mishkan you look it up it's like a huge like it's, it's like this very very uh, it's like one of those big big books that's uh, has very glossy pages it's and it's coffee, like it like costs coffee, it costs like book. yeah it costs like $65 and it's the best money you're going to spend if you want to understand Tiruma Titzaveh Vayakel and Pekudeh if you want to knock out and understand four parashiot in the Torah 
or, phenomenal book. It goes or, through all of the opinions in the Gemara also. Yeah, or we can just fly to Jerusalem and go to oh, the museum, or you could, okay, the, museum yeah. the new museum exactly. that they made, right? Or you could go to, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, it's called Nechon Mikdash. Yeah, they have everything ready for... Uh, yeah, that's right by the old... It's right in the old city. You could go see that also. The Kiruvim will be spreaders of their wings up. Covering, like the word Sechach, with their wings over the Kaporet. And their faces will be one to its friend, one to the other, one to the other Kiruv. And their faces will be facing down so that they're facing the Kiruv, the, the Kaporet, the actual surface of the cover. You put the kaporet on top of the aron on top. And then in the aron, you will put the edut, which we still don't know what it is. Again, same word as last time. We're assuming it's the luchot. I will put the edut that I will be giving to you. And I will meet with you there. And I will speak to you from on top of the kaporet, from between the two keruvim, asher al aron ha'edut, that are on top of the aron. Everything that I command you to Bnei Israel. So from now on, any communication between Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be happening from under the keruvim, from on top of the kaporet. This is the telephone line. Yeah, that's the telephone line. And what's the significance there? So it ties back into the theme that we were saying that the whole Mishkan is like a portable Har Sinai. Yes. So the whole point of the Mishkan was to give Bnei Israel to same, continue giving them experience. that experience of Har Sinai, but in a portable fashion, so that they could they could carry what they gained from Har Sinai around with them in the desert. So if that's going to be, if that's what it is, and if the Kodesh Kodashim represents the top of the mountain, then that's the place where the speech of God happens. So even Moshe Rabbeinu. In theory, Moshe Rabbeinu going into the Kodesh HaKodashim is the same as Moshe Rabbeinu going up, up on top of the mountain. Good. So now what else do we have? We have, in this parasha, we have the Kiruvim. And it's significant because we've seen the Kiruvim before. Where have we seen the Kiruvim? Kiruvim, we saw them in uh, the meeting. Uh, we saw Malachim in a few places, yes. but where did we see Kiruvim? I don't, I don't remember. I'll read you the Pasuk. This is a very, very important point of the Torah. I mentioned this when we were studying Bereshit. Here. We are in Perek Gimal of Bereshit. Look at, look at um, the end of the third chapter of Bereshit. This is Pasuk 22. You don't have it in here, so I'll read it for you. God said, Man has become like, like us, or like me, to know good and bad. Yes, and then he will go and he will stretch his hand and he will take from the etzachayim from the tree of life and he will eat it and he will live forever. So God sent them out of the or out of the garden of Eden to work, yeah, to work the field that he uh, that he was taken from, to work the land that he was taken from. By God and he chased out men. And he put guards. 
at the eastern half of uh, the eastern side of the garden, he put the kiruvim and they had the spinning sword, the spinning sword that was uh, turning around to guard the entrance to the garden. So we have the Kiruvim in that story of Bereshit. And now we have the Kiruvim again on top of the Aron. So what is the significance there? So I said in Bereshit, I said it in Bereshit, I'll say it again because I think it's one of the key points of the Torah. This, we, we have to pause for a second and look at the trajectory of what has happened from the story of of uh, of Bereshit until now, wow. to see the whole arc of the story, because this is this is one of the longest thematic arcs you'll find in the entire Chumash. What I mean by that is you'll have many mini stories. If you if you remember the summary I gave of, of uh, Sefer Bereshit, you'll have many mini stories that have important themes inside Bereshit. So you'll have, for example. Between Yehuda and Yosef, you'll have the theme of leadership. But that's a mini-story because it starts from Yehuda and it ends at Yosef. Okay? Um, there, there are very many of these. And some of the themes have a much longer arc. Where the Torah is telling us to wait for the answer in, the, in, the, in much later books in the Torah. And that shows, the, again, that's a, uh, an element. Con- it shows the sophistication of the book whenever there is such a long arc. Uh, such a long, uh, no pun intended, arc. Okay. Um, so what's the theme there? The theme is when, B'nai, when Adam and Chava got kicked out of the garden, the question was, will Adam and Chava ever be able to get back into the garden? Will they ever be able to get into the state of bliss or of connection with God or whatever that was going on that was well that was before they the same way that they before they ate from a tree? Will they ever be able to correct the mistake the quote-unquote mistake of eating from the tree. Or if you remember that the eating from the tree allowed people to have free will and it allowed people to see the world in terms of human good and bad. What humans consider to be good and bad, which is not, which is not always aligned with what God sees to be good and bad. And if human beings go after their personal understanding of what's good and bad and they do not pay attention to what God sees as good and bad, then they'll end up glorifying the things which are bad and they'll end up uh, minimizing the things that are good and that's the fundamental problem with humanity is that we have free will and we, have, we, have, we could be corrupted by our humanness yes. into our free will taking us in directions that are completely away from the will of God so you could say that that ability to live with truth and that ability to live in the way of God is going back into the garden of Eden of, of Eden And how do you get back into the garden? When you pass pass the Kiruvim. No, when you pass the Kiruvim. The Kiruvim are blocking the garden of Eden. So so the Kiruvim that are sitting on top of the Aron, what do they represent? The Kiruvim in our parasha, what do they represent? Also the entrance to the... They they represent the entrance to the garden, which means that they they are guarding the Edut, they're guarding the Torah. And if you want to get back into the garden, you you need to be able to access what the Kiruvim are protecting which is the Torah once you access what the Kiruvim are protecting then you can get back into the garden then you can start to live in a way of truth that's what the whole Torah is doing more than anything the Torah is a book that understands the darker tendencies of the human and trains them to be able to live well despite those dark tendencies that's what's represented in the story of Adam and Chava 
And that is what we learn from the kaporet on top of the Aron. So Baruch Hashem tomorrow we'll continue with the Shulchan and the other things. Baruch Hashem Amen. 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 Amen.